and welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. We are back again. Told you we'll be back. Two podcasts in a week, you lucky, lucky devils. Uh, this time it's the NFC Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Ross. With me is Dave. Hi, you're right. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Excited yeah. to talk about the NFC. Of course. <laughs> is there a uh... massive clear favourite for you? Like there's, there's, there's two in the AFC. Um, I think less so. I think it's a lot more competitive, this one. I think yeah, yeah. the AFC feels like a two-horse race already, where... The NFC, I feel like there's lots of teams that have potential to mm. sort of go on, and there's not, there's, yeah, it doesn't really feel like that dominant team, does there, in this uh, conference? No, and not only for me, being a full supporter of a NFC, <laughs> NFC yeah. team, but yeah, it's, I think you're right, AFC is much more top heavy. Um, let's start with the NFC East. Any team in this division you can see making the Super Bowl? I mean, the Cowboys are the obvious ones, I think, here. <laughs> They're. Uh, they've got an insane offense now, haven't they? And yeah, they 10 to 11 to win the division. Uh, finished last year eighth. They have to improve on that. Yeah, I like that ten to eleven there. I think that's a good price for them. I think. Yeah. There's. I feel like they're a lot stronger than the other teams. Again, like, just less question marks. I think we said that a lot when we we're doing the AFC one. That mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a team with less least question marks is going to win a division. And yeah. I think they are that. But I do think they are a good team as well. I think they are. I think they're going to be one of the contenders come the end of the season. Yeah, the the offensive line seems to be back to where it was with Travis Fredericks now back at centre. Um, the rest of the guys pick themselves and if you've got someone like Zeke that can run behind them and even uh, Tony Pollard who flashed last year. I'm really excited yeah. to see what he can do actually. Um, yeah, second year I think can definitely take a step up. I think running back sometimes need that year to sort of get used to the, the pace and sort of how big these guys are compared to some of the college uh, players they go up against. Mm. This might sound like I'm joking, but Dak Prescott with Andy Dalton um, as a backup—that's that's very very good, isn't it? Yeah, like that's—I don't think there's no drop off to me. I yeah, think, really. I think both of them players can get underrated a little, and I, I think people sort of like—I think both are sort of like pretty average starter quarterbacks, but that's mm. still like pretty decent. And I think both sort of play. I think Dak's slightly better. I yeah. think he's a better quarterback than Dalton. He's got a bit more sort of about him but I think both teams sort of pretty much play to sort of their supporting cast and I mean that supporting cast is about as good as it gets right now yeah um, defensively they, they've, they've lost Byron Jones he's gone but they've got uh, Trayvon Diggs is coming in and Reggie Robertson the second so the, the cornerback looks weak I think but you never know with rookies. They've also got Alvin Smith, who hasn't taken a snap since the Obama administration. <laughs> Mad. That is uh, crazy. That seems like a million years ago with the current administration. Yeah. But yeah, he's 2015, hasn't played since. He's 30 years old now, but he was always an incredibly talented player. Yeah, and added uh, Gerald McCoy as well, didn't they? Um, yeah, they've got some talent there. And with that offense, they don't necessarily need to be great for them to be good and I think I think that defence can be good enough to not kill this team I think they'll be they're not going to be like one of these defences that sort of wins games but I think they're uh, they're not going to lose them either and that's sort of all that offence needs yeah uh, yeah like you said the, the wide receiver core is filthy isn't it really Murray Cooper yeah. Michael Gallup and CD Lamb is the third receiver yeah and people seem to have a lot of hopes for Blake Jarwin this year He's, a yeah. lot of people seem to really be high on him but I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think uh, any tight end in the Cowboys offense is going to do okay. Mm. But yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be a star, but yeah, them receivers are so good. Mm. Along with Zeke, as you said before, that is uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to beat. Not bad. Um, There's so many players that can kill you just uh, in one yeah. play. All of them players, really, you can take it, like, can score on every play pretty much, can't they? Yeah. They're that sort of offense. How do you cover all four of those guys at once? You can't, you can't. You can. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't. Covering the right one at the right time, basically. Um, the Giants are twelve to one to win the NFC East. Is there any any hope for the Giants? Mm. Four and twelve last year. <sighs> Daniel Jones had a weird rookie season because <laughs> I think fantasy players liked him a lot, but if you actually watched him play, he was pretty bad. Yeah, he was awful. To he watch. was he was a turnover machine. Yeah. He, he threw like. So many picks. I don't, can't, I don't know what the actual final number was in the end, but it felt like he threw two every game. Yeah. And like he did get some bad luck with um, the, his sort of receivers basically all being helpful most of the season at some point. Yeah, they never all started but, together, did they? 
No, and I think they've got some talent there, that's for sure. They're like with uh, Engram and uh, Tate, they've got Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton showed a lot last year, and yeah. obviously Barkley is probably like, arguably the best all-round back in the league. Mm. Um, so there's plenty of other sort of candidates for that, but I think if you're looking for a person that can run it up the middle and catch, then there's not many better than Barkley. Yeah. There's a lot to like about the Giants, and I mean, they have got some offensive talent, but I think You've got a like for the Giants to do anything. Daniel Jones has got to take a big, big, big step up, and yes. you do see that sometimes with second-year quarterbacks. But uh, I didn't have that much faith in him coming in, and I don't really have any faith in him now. He doesn't look like an Eli clone, unfortunately, for the, the Giants, <laughs> or maybe not, unfortunately for them. But uh, they've strengthened the offensive line. Will Hernandez is a good player, and Kevin Zeitler as well. And they've got who's they draft Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas, yeah. It was kind of a, an odd pick at the time, but. It could work for them. Yeah, he, he was he was a safe pick in, out of the four sort of star t- tackles in that draft. Mm, yeah, they've done what they can do to keep Jones upright. It's just he's got to improve his accuracy. There, like you say, there are receivers there. If you don't, you can't find one of those wide receivers or tight ends. You've got Barkley coming out of the backfield. It's there is weapons there. Yeah, defensively, I mean they were awful last year. Absolutely awful yeah. defensively. They couldn't stop anyone. Um, they made a few good signings, like um, what the, was it Bradbury they signed yeah. um, at corner, Blake Martinez from Packers, and McKinney was one of my favourite picks in the draft. So yeah. there's definitely some stuff they've done. That they've sort of got to be better. <laughs> Just like they were awful last year. They are going to be better, but whether that's good enough, like they have got talent, and yeah. it doesn't feel like they're milli- a million miles away, but. The problem is the quarterback's probably as big a question as I've got. Mm. And they're sort of tied to Jones for a good few years now. So, yeah, I just... Dan Jones show because Colt McCoy's is back up. Yeah, it's... It's not a situation I would love to be in if I was a team. No. That you're relying on Daniel Jones and a big progression, you know? It's... I quite like uh, Dion Lewis as a... a... Back up, running back to Barkley. More of the same. Yeah, but... it's weird. Since he left um, the Patriots, he's never really done a lot, has he? It's no. uh, a weird one. But, yeah, he, he feels like he could go here and maybe sort of find something over his last sort of few years of his career. But yeah. it's, it's all about Barkley, really, this offence. And then if Daniel Jones can sort of be average, then they're going to sort of sure. put up some points, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, the Eagles had a, a weird year last year. Finished 9-7. and seven. Um, It felt like... The opportunity was there for them to really establish themselves, but never really could get it together almost. Um, they've currently got a coach who has to shield because of COVID. It's yeah. not going to help. Um, did they do enough in the off-season to really establish themselves? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I think... I think they had a good off season. I don't think they had a bad off season, but I think the Cowboys... I think they, heading into the off season, them and the Cowboys were... Pretty similar, but they look incredibly okay. similar to last year. Darius Slade's a good addition. Yeah, that's a Darius really big addition. addition yeah, but, I mean, Jalen Regor. Yeah, three, maybe. He's, I think he, yeah, he's a good option, and they needed help at wide receiver, didn't they? Yeah. Um, how much does Sean Jackson's going to contribute this year? And the same for Jeffrey. I just don't know, but. <sighs> Yeah, there, there's Mar Sanders, isn't it? And Carson Wentz. If Mar Sanders yeah. is real, then they could do something. Yeah, I think I think that's about right. Carson Wentz needs to sort of step up a bit more. Yeah, he, mm. he hasn't had a bad start to his career. Don't get me wrong, but it's just there's sort of been some weird bits in in between, isn't there? And yeah, I think he, he's sort of under a little bit of pressure to sort of really take a step up. And I mean, this could be the year. But yeah, Mar Sanders is a back I really like. He had a good rookie year and. You can have a good second year. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Washington. They're also in this yeah. division. The Washington football team. Um, they were 3-13 and last year. Uh, they were dreadful. They were uh, kind of the worst team to watch outside of um, Terry McLaurin. There was nothing I enjoyed watching in this team last year at all. No. I, I, I like um, Haskins. I think he's a good quarterback who can definitely take a jump in the second year. Because I think he sort of got thrown into a really bad situation last year, and he was sort of in and out, and like they didn't even announce he was starter until quite late in the week and stuff, and they didn't give him a lot of help. But yeah. I mean, 
Those receivers, they're not exactly great, though. Threw him under the bus a little bit last year. Yeah, definitely did. Like, yeah, it was sort of um, sort of last thing when they didn't seem to really like him himself anyway, did he? And (laughs) yeah, it was a weird situation in Washington, and I mean, it's not this got any less weird this year, but um, (laughs) actually on the field is still quite odd and. Yeah, they've not done tons to give him lots of help, really. Um, no, the, the Kelvin Harmon's out. Isn't he? Doesn't look great. No, really. I mean, McLaurin's great. Um, they've lost Jordan uh, Reed, but then they never really had yeah. Jordan Reed. Sims is a, is a decent player. Uh, Trey Quinn sort of showing that he can do some stuff, and I mean, they drafted Gandy Golden, but uh, I don't know how much he's going to show in the first year, but. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's not tons of options, but guys might finally play a full season and Still Peterson's back. Yeah, it's... <laughs> he will not die. Yeah, question marks is probably the best way of putting it on that offence, but... Yeah. Three wins last year. <sighs> did, they, did they go above that? Mm, uh, probably, but not by much. I think they'll be better coached, which will sort of get them a few wins, but yeah, sort of four, five, six feels the range for me. Yeah, I quite, I quite like the defense has got pieces. Um, yeah, there's, just there's a bit around Chase Young. Really. Yeah, there's some stuff there, but they're not great, are they? No, I think that shows they're sixteen to one to win the division. They're, they've got no chance. Yeah, <laughs> I just hope Haskins can have a good year because I do like him. He's a player I sort of root for. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe I was slightly harsh. I said there's nothing outside of McLaurin. He, he strikes me as a bit of an early, looks like an early cam. His, his accuracy was a bit wayward, but then he's a rookie. So yeah, and he'd, he'd only played one year in college. and I mean, he had like 50 touchdowns or something in that one year, but he's definitely raw. He, he could have, he's one of them that would, really would have benefited from a full year sitting out and mm. just learning a bit. Cause, but he also does need to play. So is that sort of catch 22? Have you, are you throwing him in too early or. If you just keep on, he's never going to get that experience. But he is someone I think's got a high ceiling, and hopefully, hopefully this sort of bad off season hasn't hurt him too much. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, let's move on to the NFC West. Uh, Arizona Cardinals finished last year five, ten, and one, which is not not bad, I think, for a, a rookie quarterback with no offensive line, almost absolutely no offensive line at all. They've not really done a great deal to strengthen it this year either, but. Carlo Murray, I thought, had a good rookie year. Um, and they've just given him all the pieces to play with, haven't they, on offense? Yeah. Yeah, they should certainly be fun to watch. Um, <laughs> they're 11 to 1 to win the West, so they're obviously they're the longest odds by quite a way. I don't think that's necessarily like some big criticism on them. It's just about the strength of the division, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's not really any big losses for the team. They, all they've done is add good players. They're, they're a weird team last year. Third receiver, that's not bad, is it? No, yeah, and I think it can only really help him this year having those other players there to take a bit of the pressure off him. Mm. Like Kirk, I think, is a good wide receiver, and yeah, so there's a second or third option in this offense. That's he's a really good one of those. Running back isn't a thing that fills me with joy for them. I, I'm like with Tanya, I'm not really a believer that Kenyon Drake's all of a sudden become this great running back that yeah. they can rely on to carry the ball 20 times a game or whatever it might be. But he did show that he can produce in his offence. I do really like Chase Edmonds. I think I think there's a sort of pretty decent chance that by the end of the season, Chase Edmonds is the running back one on this team. And I don't think it'd necessarily be a bad thing if so that really happens. Like rookie, you know, Benjamin. Yeah, he's someone I really did like. I think, was he a sixth rounder in the end? I don't yeah. think he's someone that's going to come in and get loads of touches. But I do think he will be part of this offence from day one. I think there's not many uh, players that get drafted that late that do do that, but I think no. he is someone that can do. Uh, of course, they added Newt Hopkins on the outside. You give any quarterback a, a receiver like that, uh, he's going to improve. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Seahawks fan, but there's something that doesn't quite mesh up with the team he's landed at, Hopkins. I don't know. I don't necessarily think in terms of like stats and like fantasy numbers he's going to put up maybe what he did at the Texans because yeah. I mean the the style of offence they have there in 
um, Arizona. They, they spread the ball around a lot more, but I mean, he's always going to get his share. Yeah. I mean, he, he look at the numbers he produced with like players like Ryan Mallet and um, <laughs> yeah. who else? Who else has they had there over the years? Absolute bum quarterbacks, Brock basically, Osweiler, haven't they? they yeah, they had him, and he was a ginger bloke who got drafted with the Browns. <laughs> he was about fifty-eight by the time he got drafted. Um, oh, what is his name? I can picture him. I can't even think. Like oh. Flagged, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> him anyway. Damn it. Yeah, we know everyone but, knows who we're talking about. Yeah, they, him throwing the ball when he was still putting up numbers. So yeah. I think wherever he goes, he's going to put up numbers. But yeah, it might not necessarily be the fantasy wide receiver that he has been. But I think in real life, I think he's still going to be just as good. And yeah, they're, they're a really interesting team. Yeah. Brandon Whedon. There you go. Well done. It. Yes. <laughs> That have annoyed me. <laughs> uh, so they were five, ten, and one last year. Improving that? I think so. I think I think there's a good chance they have a winning record. Yeah, but whether that record in this division. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think they'll be somewhere around eight and eight, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Whether that's sort of seven and nine or nine and seven, I think they'll be in that sort of area. But they have got some upside if things can click and Murray can step up a bit more and that defence is going to be better than it was and mm. I mean Simmons is Simmons, sort of yeah. a wild card on that defence and also got Chandler Jones one of the best defensive players in the whole league and they've added a few other players on there so they have they have definitely got room to grow for sure Yeah, it's just whether they can do it straight away uh, a team that I, I don't think are growing anymore perhaps going the other way is the Los Angeles Rams 9-7 last year Tom yeah. Gurley's gone uh, it's the Daryl Henderson show now, I suppose, or Cam Akers or Michael Brown, whichever one of those kind of steps up. But yeah, something doesn't, something feels off with this team. I don't think they're the team they were. No, the weird thing is though, last year they seemed terrible. But if um, if there were seven teams in the playoffs, they were in. Yeah. Like if it was this year, they were in the playoffs, and yeah, so that sounds a lot different. And I do wonder if with no Todd Gurley, like as good as Gurley was for them. Last year he wasn't that player, and I wonder if having an off season where you're not sort of planning on shielding Gurley and sort of game planning around. It felt like they were trying to get him involved when he didn't have. Yeah. To last year. Well, I wonder if like having a whole season to plan, not having to do that, might always help them. And like I do think McVeigh, I think people got a bit over the top on him for that one year, but yeah. I do think he is still a really, really good offensive coach, and I think he can. Definitely scheme some stuff up and Cooper Cut, Robert Woods, Josh Rams, that's a decent group and Higby and Everett, they're decent uh, tight ends. Offensive lines. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think he I think he's gonna take a bit of time to sort of work his way into offense, but yeah. I think he is a player that can do it. But yeah, the offensive line is a big issue on offense for me. Yes. I think I think Goff's okay. I think he's amazing, I think he's terrible, but I think he's good. But behind that line he might struggle. Mm, that's yeah. uh, that's that's their big weakness for me, and and we've seen before it can absolutely kill teams having a bad offensive line. Yeah, they they were struggling last year, and all the players are sort of a year older and not massively better. Uh, they are four to one to win the West. I mean, they're, they're in the shout, aren't they? All the teams in this division are in the shout to win it. Yeah, out of the two, I'd rather have my money on the Cardinals. I think they've just got a higher ceiling than the Rams. Yeah, but I don't think the Rams are going to be some disaster team like I think some people had almost written them off a while ago when they were sort of cutting some players and trying to sort of get rid of some players. But I don't think the players they got rid of were necessarily that bad. They were just players that taken up a lot of cap space and not necessarily producing sort of, or sort of giving them good value for money. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yeah, they were pay- overpaying a lot of players who were just not providing a great deal. Yeah, they, they went for it, didn't they, when they had their window. And I don't think you can ever really criticise the team too much for that. No, not Lots of one, two-year deals that were sort of definitely short-term. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to my team, the Seattle Seahawks, 11-5 and five last season. I was happy with that. Um, of course, we've added Jamal Adams at the back end, which I'm incredibly happy about. I, I, I was really sad to lose Bradley McDougald. He was kind of my favourite defensive player we had. I, he was really underrated I thought but we gave up a lot for Jamal Adams an awful lot but then their first round picks and this is Seattle so it doesn't really matter does it no it's, yeah <laughs> it's, it's one of them well weird deals picks. 
it's a weird deal where you look at it and think, oh, that is a lot. And like, I feel like it's one of them they could have got in for less, but at the same time, I think with the style of football, the Seahawks play, I think safety is really important for them. I think it like the position has more value for them than a lot of other teams around the league, which obviously sort of makes that side a little bit better as well. It's the having to pay him thing. It sort of depends how happy he actually is because yes. they're saying he's happy to play on that rookie deal, but whether he is or not is another question. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing because you, you have to... They, they're obviously doing this trade with the intention of signing him. Yeah. And that's, that deal is going to be massive, it's isn't it, when they finally do it. And there's a lot of players in that Seahawks team that they do have to pay and... I mean, yeah. the quarterback for a start is obviously on one of the biggest deals in the history of the NFL. But yeah, I think Lockett's under for another year or two, Metcalf another year or two, but they're all going to have come up around the same time. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, you've got a, a young team now, which mm. makes it, which means that it's not that far away from a lot of them needing to be paid, isn't it? So that's what it doesn't surprise they didn't bring back Clowney for that sort of reason. That maybe it helps sort of if you can redo some of these deals. Yeah. Sooner rather than later, he might have had to sort of like work that around that. But I mean, like Greg Olsen, I don't really know what the point of that signing was. No, uh, we've already got Hollister, Disley, and the yeah. Parkinson. Carlos Hyde, I don't really know why they've sort of put money into another running back. No, I don't get that one either. Drafted a running back, and then um, you've already got Carson and Penny. It's just a bit, <laughs> a little bit of a weird one, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Outside of the starters, I think there's there's, there's, a, there's a lack of talent. I think defensively up front, I'm worried. Bruce Irvin's back. Um, he's not the player he was. Poon no. Ford, Jaron Reed, and Benson Mayowa. I mean, that's not going to put any through into anyone. Uh, rookie Jordan Brooks is going to start alongside Wagner and KJ Wright at uh, linebacker. Which, I mean, it's not not a bad place to learn, is it? Next to Wagner, and then you've got uh, Shaquille Griffin. Quentin Dunbar, Quando Diggs, and Jamal Adams. I, I like the secondary. I like Quando Diggs is a, is a really good underrated player, I think. And yeah, Adams is a, a difference maker. But apart from that, it looks weak on defense. It, it does feel like one of them. If if we get really lucky with injuries and sort of don't have too many big ones, yeah. you're going to be a contender. But if you get a sort of even an average run of sort of injury luck. Mm it's probably going to be tough and it's going to sort of come down to Wilson being on fire again. And, again, yeah. Yeah, and that sort of thing. <laughs> We've got Lockett and Metcalf. That's kind of where all my hopes lie because those two were phenomenal last year. And I mean, I might be a homer, but for, as a pair, they were up there with the best in the league. Well, as you know, I love both those players. Yeah. Lockett. I was, I was uh, I'm pretty sure I was the leader of the uh, Lockett fan club last year. Yeah. And, Metcalf was my favourite wide receiver coming out. So, yeah, obviously I really want them to do well. It's just sort of the other players around them, like... Yeah, Philip Dorsett's the third receiver. Yeah, and like, say, obviously, being a Patriots fan, I know Dorsett quite well. And when he is that sort of... Yeah, when he's that other option, he's he's a really good other option. But if Metcalf goes down, then Dorsett as a... Or Lockett goes down. Yeah. Dorsett as a second option. Mm. Doesn't exactly fill you with loads of confidence, and that's sort of a bit what I feel about this Seahawks team all the way through. Where yeah. you take away that first option, all of a sudden, then then players behind aren't great. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, Chris Carson, I I love Chris Carson. I don't particularly like Rashad Penny, but no. he's shown flashes. But then he's also been injured a lot, and but even that situation that last year, Carson couldn't hold on to the ball and no. end up losing that job. If you like, obviously, when this is not a fantasy podcast, but if you're drafting these, have you got any confidence if you're drafting Carson that he's ever going to get more than 12 carries a game or something? Because yeah, exactly. I don't really. I've sort of been avoiding where last year I was drafting him everywhere. This year, I don't think I've got him anywhere so Especially far. Especially with bringing Carlos Hyde in. Like, he's yeah. Not, he's not going to feature a lot, but he's going to take carries away from Carson and Penny. Well, well, and Penny himself is still a first round pick that yeah. they've got stuff invested in and. There's not much more time for them to find out if he is going to be good enough, and I do wonder if, yeah, I wonder if he's going to get a good share. This could easily be all three running backs getting come the end of the season having a similar number of carries, couldn't it? I don't 
don't like that. I like to have an established number one. Again, yeah. Like you said, though, it's all on Russell Wilson. If he is Russell Wilson yeah. and he continues to be the player he has been, then we should be all right. Because <laughs> he can make magic out of nothing, really, as you've shown previous years. If he goes down, it's the Geno Smith show. <laughs> but, like, sometimes I always think that's when Russell Wilson almost has some of his worst stuff comes out. It always brings out the worst qualities in him when he... Has to be the man. All on himself. Yeah. yeah, he has a bit that touch of the Stephen Gerrards about him. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, like captain, sort of fantastic for Liverpool, where he's yeah. trying to do everything and trying to put it off. And don't get me wrong, Wilson does do it a lot of the time. But sometimes that can be when some of them issues come in for the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Just trust the players around you. I think. Yeah, is the main takeaway there. Um, Eleven and five. I'd be happy with that again this year. To be honest. It feels about right, doesn't it? Yeah, I think. I think the Niners might take a slight step back, so it could be a good, a good kind of battle for that number one, uh, number one position in the NFC West. Let's move on to the Niners. They're favourites. They're evens to win the, the West again this year. Uh, what have they added? The I mean, they're my pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I can't look past that defense still. No. But it's so good. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, and adding Trent Williams as well is just. So huge! That was such a big sign. I think it's yeah. sort of gone under radar a little because it was all around the draft and that. But mm. I think he's sneakily one of the biggest signings of this off season because, I mean, they've gone from Staley to replacing him with somehow replacing him with a better player, which <laughs> yeah. doesn't really happen for too many teams with a player of that sort of caliber. No, I mean they've lost the Forest Butler, but still not dropped off at all on that defensive line. And they added Kinlaw, who I'm not saying he's as good as Buckner, but I think. Bad, he can be and especially in that team I think he's a player that they can just one of these players that they can just leave to just almost have like a bit of a free role and just yeah. line him up wherever they want and I just don't know how you stop this defensive line and no there's a bit of weakness in the secondary but I think they are still great and um, Brandon Ayuk wherever you say his name I've seen his name so many times I still can't remember how you say it but <laughs> I think he's such a perfect receiver for this offense and for Shanahan and what he wants to do with these players. That I think he's yeah he's such a good player they've added there and I know Devo's sort of got injury issues and I don't know if he's going to be ready or not for the start of the season but it seems like he probably is going to be. I think with Kittle there, I think Kittle's for me clearly the best tight end in the league right now. I think he's I think he's a, a step ahead of uh, Kelsey at this point. Not that Kelsey's bad, but I think Kittle's just insane mm. and yeah I think with the running back well, there's no star names there but Shanahan doesn't need star names does he to get a run game going I just think that offense can do enough and I think Shanahan can sort of manufacture enough from the players they got there and then that defense is just I think it's going to be as good as last year yeah I put just... Jordan Reed in a sneaky little deal as well who yeah if he's fit if he can stop getting hit in the head he's a very good tight end Oh, exactly, and the tight end behind Kittle, that's uh, yeah. say, there's no pressure on him to even need to play. So no, if exactly. you can get if you get 10 games out in this season, he could easily be a difference maker. Yeah, you've had a good season. Uh, yeah, they're, they're evens to win the West. I'd, I'd be backing them, I think. As yeah, I'd be a homer and say the Seahawks, they're, they're, they're a better team. Yeah, I just find it hard to look past them. I just don't think they've got any... There's no real weakness there. There's... Like, I don't think the offense is necessarily. They're not going to be one of the best offense in the league or anything. But with the strength of that defense, I don't think they need to be. And I don't think there's any reason to think the defense can't be. Like maybe not as good, but not far away. And that's it's just the secondary. I think that's the, the slight yeah. weakness. Sherman's getting up in age, and then you've got Tarkin yeah, Ward definitely. as safety. He's not the best, but they've got enough up front to cover for that. Yeah, that that strength up front sort of can manufacture a bit of. Secondary because the quarterback's gonna have no time to throw. I think they will get beat sort of deep a few times when they can't mm. get there to the quarterback, and I don't think there will be games where I don't think it's sort of like with the where we talked about on the AFC one with the Ravens and Chiefs, where you're sort of looking and thinking it's hard to see them losing games. I do think they will lose games, but yeah. I just think they're such a strong team, and it wouldn't be that big of a surprise to see them go back to Super Bowl again or go pretty close. They've got D Ford and Solomon Thomas as backup defensive lineman yeah that's um special <laughs> that's it they've got so much strength in depth and they've got i think they've got such a good mix of players i think it's such a well-built sort of line and mm. 
linebackers, that front seven is just... Yeah, they can do so much with it. I think there's not really a team that they can't match up against with them. They can sort of sort of swap and change those players around and just sort of as needed. Yeah, I just think they're so good. And Shanahan, I absolutely love him. I, I think he's such a good coach. I just, there's just so much about him I like, this 49ers team. It's just, it basically comes down to if Garoppolo can be half decent, and I think he can be. I think he's a good, good enough quarterback for them. Enough of the Niners loving. Let's move to the NFC. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the outstanding favourites to win the South are the Saints, obviously, uh, eight to eleven. Then you've got the Bucks, thirteen to eight. The Falcons, eight to one, and the Panthers, twenty-two to one. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's start with the Falcons. Uh, not a great deal has changed, really, for the Falcons, have it? No. And <sighs> Gurley's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, I quite like this move. I like Freeman had to go. Yeah, just wasn't the guy for them anymore, and I, I do like Todd Gurley, especially now he's not uh, in my division. Yeah, and I think there's a little less pressure on him here. I think the passing game's gonna yep. do a lot more for the, the game's gonna still run through the passing game where you obviously didn't so much at, in LA. Mm. Yeah, I feel like every year they're a team that sort of like gets mentioned as a dark horse, but then it's got to become a point when you're not a dark horse anymore. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be bot now, and. I mean, I don't know how many times we need to see this Falcons team underperform. Yeah. It, it, on paper, they're great, but I just have no faith in them. Yeah, I know what you mean. The, they've got one of those rosters that you look at and think superstar, 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 emerging superstar, great tight end, decent line, but it, it's putting it all together. And I think Calvin Ridley set for an absolutely huge year. Yeah. Um, he is someone, definitely. He's definitely someone that's sort of set to be a breakout star. Yeah, and then Hayden Hurst as a the starting tight end now. He'll do just as well as Austin Hooper did because they they just they just find yards for these tight ends in Atlanta. Well, they lost Hooper, who was the highest paid tight end in free agency, and I think they might have actually got better. They've upgraded with yeah. Hurst, yeah, which is great. Like, Hurst is definitely someone to target in fantasy with sort of the sort of issues around tight end and mm. sort of the lack of depth there. I think Hurst is someone that's going to be. Just putting up solid numbers every week for them, and yeah. Jones is obviously going to get his numbers. So Ridley has got a chance to be a breakout. So you'd hope one of these others can step up and sort of fill that third wide receiver role. But yeah, was it Russell Gage? I think last year was. Yeah, and okay, there's some options there. It wouldn't surprise me if they're a team that adds somebody yeah, at wide receiver. Some. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it's. I feel like if, if they get off a good start, they'll be a team that's very much in the market to. Add one of these wide receivers yeah. that get traded every year. It's just the issues that say running back. If if Gurley does get go down, mm-hmm. there's not a lot there, is there? Know. Really, and Ito Smith's not exactly. <laughs> he's not really shown much. No, I think the defense will be better this year. Like they got decimated, and they like the last like two years by injury. I think, yeah. and they've added some good players there. Terrell was a bit of a weird sign in for me. I didn't love mm. that one. Um, but Dante Fowler showing that he can yeah. put up some numbers and, I mean, solid and yeah. I mean they've got a good solid defence there and you'd hope that Dan Quinn being the coach that he is can sort of get more out of that he's got to be his last chance season as well Dan Quinn yeah I think so I think this is two years now isn't he, that he's on his way out yeah you've got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones on their sort of last run mm. together and you've got to if if this isn't the year, you've got to make the move and give yourself a chance to sort of get the best out of them and not waste their like what you've you've had two of the best in their position yeah. throughout in their primes. Yeah, yeah. Eight to one. You having any of that for the Falcons to win? <sighs> I don't hate it because I don't think these other two teams are sort of solid compared to some of these other divisions where the top two are quite solid. I think these two. Yeah. two so teams definitely have question marks, but both of them have got like quarterbacks of combined age of like eighty, haven't they? Eighty odd. <laughs> like it's it, that's never the sort of most secure position. No, don't be right, Yeah, I think they are the third best team in this division, but I don't necessarily think eight to one's a bad price for them because they've got so much talent that you'd you'd hope that they can find it. But yeah, I've had too many years of the. Falcons not showing it to really get behind them. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a team that is lacking talent, shall we say. Um, 
in certain positions. Anyway, the Carolina Panthers, they are 22-1 to 1 to win. Uh, they were 5-11 and 11 last season. Outside of McCaffrey and DJ Moore, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, lightning fires for you? Um, no, I'm not a Teddy guy. I, I never will be. I don't really, yeah, I don't really understand why people are excited about Teddy in any way because he's the least exciting quarterback in the world. Um, <laughs> DJ Moore's a good player. Curtis yeah, Samuel's and got... Curtis Samuel's good. I think Robbie Anderson's okay. Yeah, not a bad core. Yeah, I think Ian Thomas is somebody that definitely has the potential to sort of step up a little at tight end. Yeah, um, yeah I just Christian don't. Show again, isn't it? it's gonna yeah, it's, it's going to be. I mean, who, what they got behind him? Is it um, Bonafon, isn't it? Or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. got there. There's not really a lot behind McCaffrey. Um, yeah, and I mean, last year we spoke about it so many times. He's taken absolute pounding. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. And um, yeah, I, I have no faith in this team. I don't really get the Bridgewater sign. I think they paid him too much money. Mm-hmm. I think he's not great. I think he's fine. But if you want someone to throw the ball three yards to McCaffrey every game, then I guess he's <laughs> good for that. He's ideal. Yeah, and just let McCaffrey do everything. I've get, he can definitely handle that role. But you're pay, what are they paying him? They're paying him like twenty odd million, aren't they, this year? I think. And, yeah, he's got a big old deal. Yeah, is I don't know why a team in their position wants to tie themselves to Teddy Bridgewater for even like two, three years. No. When you look at that team, and there's a good chance they're picking in top ten. Mm-hmm. Just get one of these. There's like two, possibly three, like really good quarterbacks coming out next year. Just go yeah. with like Allen or whoever you wanted to put there and just get one of those players and all of a sudden you that team looks so much better if they got um Trevor Lawrence there next year or Justin Fields. Yeah. All of a sudden you've got a bit of excitement around them where now I mean in the in the draft they just basically went defence, 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 didn't they? And yeah, they're, they're you can see what they're doing there. Did, they? Don't think they did at all, no. <laughs> but like there's this piece there. If you put in an exciting quarterback there, anyone then you go, oh, you got McCaffrey, you got more, you got oh Anderson can be a decent option, Curtis yeah. Samuel could be a decent option. It's just the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, there's just no maybe te- maybe that was just what the Saints did with him, but I mean he was similar at the Vikings. It's not like he's a quarterback that's gonna do too much. And for me, I just think that Teddy holds him back and Yeah, last season he was fine for the Saints, but you're throwing the ball to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Right? And but even then, but even then he had something like six or five yards per attempt or something. It was not yeah, good, yeah. and the defense played out of their mind in that run. And I think he he, he like won five out of five as a starter, whatever it was. But I don't think in any game apart from maybe one, he was the reason they won or hmm. was sort of a sort of key role in it. Like yeah, I just I I I would never have wanted to be the team paying Teddy this year, and I think the Panthers made a mistake there. Uh, yep. I think you're right. Uh, let's go to the New Orleans Saints, Teddy's former team, 13-3 last season. Um, again, they've not done a great deal this, uh, this offseason. No. Everyone seems to be in this division just sat back and watched the Buccaneers just do everything. Yeah, they, they barely had any picks, did they, I don't think, in the draft mm. of Saints. They didn't have a lot of options there and not tons of room to do to sort of make too many moves but I do think they got better probably like Sanders was a decent signing yeah I like that That's too Michael Thomas he's going to get a lot of uh, a lot of love Jared Cook Trey Conswin uh, Smith even with Sanders though it still looks thin doesn't it behind Thomas like Sanders is what 32 up. now and coming off a big injury it's not not great no yeah Taysom Hill was the kind of the, the backup to Michael Thomas which is yeah. not what you want really <laughs> Uh, like we have the season, I think we're starting already bored of Taysom Hill and <laughs> uh, Peyton trying to just work him in. No, it's just yeah, I, I'm just not convinced why Hill. He's he's on a, he's he's been in the league for so long now, and he doesn't actually done that much. But they keep banging that drum. And, nothing, really. Yeah, I think the one that really interests me in this offense this year is Alvin Kamara because yeah, he was all right last year, but he didn't have. Um, an amazing year, and I do think he's someone that could really bounce back and become a star again. Yeah, I think five he touchdowns, did, uh, 800 yards last year, that was it. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't his greatest uh, uh, run, but I do think he is a really talented player who 
could be in for a big year this year. Yeah, isn't he in a contract year as well? I think. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, there's next year the right uh, running back market is <laughs> like insane. It's just full up of stars basically. Yeah, defensively the Saints look really strong. I think. Yeah. They've added uh, Demario Davis and Nigel Bradham. Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins, Marshall Lattimore. There's just good names there, good players. Cam Jordan's still there as well. So, yeah, they they were good last year that defense, and there's no reason they can't be good again. No, uh, it just comes down to Drew Brees, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, like, he's what forty now. Yeah, something like that, and he has definitely shown signs that he isn't the quarterback. And people love Brees again. I've never been. I've never been sort of part of the Drew Brees fan club. He's obviously a great quarterback, but I don't ever think of him as in that sort of same realm as some of these other quarterbacks, even yeah. from this era, let alone all time. He's always been a fantasy quarterback. In my yeah. Life. Puts up I, great numbers. Yeah, I, I think the same. And I think there's definitely signs that he's not what he was. And mm. I think, again, they're, they're, a team, they're, they're almost definitely going to make the playoffs. Um but I would have no faith in them again. Like, I had no faith in them this year. I had no faith in them every year, just because every year they should get to playoffs and then put up an absolute dud game. Yeah. And I know there was a thing of the pass interference a couple of years ago, but they didn't play well in that game either. Like, it wasn't like that was the only reason they lost. They still had a chance to win the game. Yeah, exactly. They didn't. They couldn't. And, yeah, I think Sean Payton sometimes like outthinks himself and just always has to just try and be that that person that's like the smartest co- uh, coach in the league, but sometimes yeah. just keep it simple and you're going to have sort of more joy. And I think that is what they could do with just keep it simple this year. And they won't do They'll still be trying out Taysom Hill and taking off Drew Brees <laughs> for some reason and all that. But sure, yeah. He loves to show off what he can do. Doesn't he? Yeah. Every time. But yeah, I just, I just think I have issues with Breeze, which really do. Mm. I'd, I'd struggle to back the Saints. Yes. No. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 7-9 last year. Um, they've added a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're a bit what was normally a pretty good roster? Yeah, they had a lot of promise, didn't they? Yeah. Um, they weren't... <sighs> there was issues there, mainly coming from quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that's you, obviously if you weren't a fan of Bucks, he was just great fun to watch. But yeah, if you were a Bucks yeah. fan, he must have been infuriating. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they didn't really lose much for their team. Like, only yeah. players like um, Peyton Barber left in the and there's no massive loss. Um, Brashard Perryman, who did produce for them, but that was sort of mainly when uh, at the end of the season Evans was out, wasn't he? But yeah, I mean, you've got to assume they're going to be trotting out two tight ends on most plays mm-hmm. Gronk Howard Bray they're three good tight ends <laughs> Godwin and Evans is just as good a one-two as it gets I think and yeah. <sighs> running Jones, back Sean McCoy I would I would Deshaun guess that they're hoping Ronald Jones can take that job and sort of really run with it because I think that's the best case scenario for them because if McCoy is playing significant snaps and it probably hasn't gone that well for them yeah something's wrong but yeah yeah, I think Ronald Jones is the one that they will be hoping can sort of go and really become the running back for that team. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, Brady's the big news, isn't it, from the off-season for them. And I think people are sleeping on Brady. I think uh, people looked at his last season, and if you like, if you just look at the numbers, they're not great. But if you actually watch the games, he played pretty well for most of that season. Yeah, He just didn't trust any of the receivers he was throwing to. Exactly. Other than Edelman... Edelman was the wide receiver one, and that's never been a role he sort of thrived in. And he just, Brady was just, every player was getting hit constantly. He was, had no one to throw to, really. Mm. It just wasn't, and it, but he still put up some decent games. It was just, yeah, it was, it was he context was to it. Last year. He yeah, and I, was on his own, I think. Almost. Yeah, and his arm's not gone. He's, he's still got a decent arm. Yeah. I think. With Evans and uh, Godwin, I think we're going to see a really good Brady this year. Yeah. He's got a bit of something to prove as well, which I think helps uh, helps Brady and his play. Offensive line, they had Tristan Wharfs as well in the, in the draft. Yeah, and he was, he was a really good addition. Defensively, they look incredibly strong. And Dom Kasu is not who he was, but he's still there. Vitavea, uh, JPP, Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett. That's a, a lot of talent. Good defensive line. Yeah, that's really good. That's going to cause a lot of problems, isn't it? Secondary looks 
slightly weak, I suppose, but they've added Antoine Win- Winfield Jr. Yeah, and I think he's somebody that sort of fits with them. I think he's a sort of good stylistically. Is really what they want from a yeah. cornerback. Bucks are fourteen yeah. to one to win the Super Bowl. <sighs> Mm. it's tough yeah because like there's still question marks there but it's not the most outrageous thing is it no and seen it happen before i think it's a pretty similar price to what the patriots were when sort of brady was expected to be back yeah and i'd much rather have this yeah brady with this bucks team around him rather than the patriots and what was going to be around him there yeah, I, I I sneakily like that, but it's hard for me because I'm always gonna love Brady, no matter what team he's playing on. I'm always gonna love him. Same with Gronk. So like, I'm always gonna have a soft spot for this Bucks team for this season. And mm. yeah, it's tough. I think Todd Bowles is a good defensive coordinator as well. I think he's gonna help there. But yeah, I think it all comes down to if this offense clicks. And I I think it will. I've got no reason that to look at that offense and not think. That, like I think people were down on um, Evans and Godwin just because they're not going to put up the numbers that they did with Winston and Fitzpatrick, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be playing worse. They might not be no. the fantasy wide receivers they were, but they could well be sort of better real life wide receivers because they're not going to have to constantly be making them plays and always coming from behind and all of that. I, yeah, I think this offense is going to be really, really good, and I think. It's, a safe bet for a top 10 offense this year, which yeah, is great. And I think the defense has that sort of potential as well. And that means they're a dangerous team for me. Yes, definitely. Uh, let's move on then to NFC North, our final division. Um, start with the Bears, shall we? They uh, were very disappointed last season. And have they improved offensively? <laughs> Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky are going to back out for the number one spot. They currently have Mitch Trubisky as the starter. Um, they had Jimmy Graham, Ted Ginn Jr. I mean, they got old, much older. Yeah, they're a weird one, the Bears, because personally, I think more of their issues last year were on Matt Nagy than mm-hmm. he was sort of credited with. I think he put Trubisky in bad positions yeah. so often. I think he put him in spots where he needed to throw the ball lots and didn't play to his strengths. Like, I wonder if Negi's a bit of an overrated coach, to be honest, and if he's still going to be in his job this time next year. Because, yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be this offensive guru. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Trubisky played great last year, but everyone knew he wasn't playing great. And they still he yeah. still put him in positions where he had to do too much. Where I think if you keep it simple with Trubisky, let him run the ball a little bit, let him do a little bit, I think he can... I mean, he, sh- he took him to a playoffs, and I'm not saying it was all on him, don't get me wrong. It was obviously about that defence being insane. But you can do that with him, and I don't think... He's not going to be a quarterback that has to kill you. And I think that Negi really needs to improve this year, as a, as, just as a head coach. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah, he. I think he was really bad last year. I think he's really, really bad. Because Foles is not the answer. He went 0-4 on a 6-10 and Jaguars team last year as starting QB. Yeah, I think, um, like I said, when McCoy, if he plays lots of snaps, then it's gone badly for the Bucks. I think um, if Foles actually plays significant games a season, mm-hmm. then it's not really worked out for the Bears, and I don't think they're heading for a good season. Because no. I think Trubisky's the first option for them, and I think rightfully so. I think he is... At the end of the day, he's the one, if someone's going to make it long-term, it's going to be Trubisky. It's not going to be Fultz. Yeah, I think they've got to sort of hope that he is the right man. Yeah, they're strengthening the defence. They've got very good defence. Yeah. Adding Robert Quinn opposite um, Khalil Mack is going to improve. Eddie Goldman's, I think, really underrated. And then Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan as well. Pretty good pretty good players there. Um, yeah, they didn't lose too much from that defence. They've lost a couple of players, but nothing too major, not not the real stars that defense, so they can, yeah, they can definitely be good again. Eddie Jackson and Carl Fuller on the back end as well. They did yeah. add Jermaine Effetti though, so they are going to lose lots of games and give up your favourite player. Yeah, false start penalty is going to rise in Chicago <laughs> this year. <laughs> Do you reckon there's ever been a podcast where we haven't mentioned him? We're not the only <laughs> podcast that ever talks about him. Yeah, he's never gets mentioned anywhere else ever. No. Any other podcast? Uh, the Bears for if you're a better man, a four to one to win the uh, the North. 
people are just outside <laughs> the top two, aren't they? Sure, isn't it? Yeah, that's sure. Yeah. It's tough that Lions are thirteen to two, Packers seven to four, and Vikings six to four. Pretty close between those top two. Yeah, it feels that sort of division. Yes, it does. Uh, where should we go? Let's go to the Lions. Three twelve and one last year. They're a better team than that. Yeah, like I feel like we've got sort of quite excited about them for the first half season, but then they basically just lost every game in the second <laughs> half, didn't they? It's, it's all, well, obviously Stafford going out, but the sort of rot had started before then. But it's, I think if Stafford stays healthy there, they've got a lot of upside. They've done a little bit to add to that. So just in case he does go down, Chase Daniel is a better option than David Blau. I'm not sure if Stafford goes down, it really matters, though, to be honest. I think I don't think Daniel's good enough. No. Uh, added DeAndre Swift in the, in the draft, who is yeah. apparently RB1 right now. Yeah, it's um, it's one I just carry on. I really like him, but he just can't stay healthy. No. He's uh, I think he's a really good running back, but he's just shown time and time again that you can't rely on him to be there mm. too much, and that's just you can't go forward with that. They added more former Patriots on defense. Jamie uh, Collins is there now. Yeah, I, I love Collins. So I love that signing. Uh, Desmond Trufant and Jeff Ukada are going to be the corners, starting corners. Yeah, I'm not sure about Trufant. But... No, I think uh, Akuda's going to come in and just be take over from where Slay left off. I think yeah. Akuda's great. He's such a good player. He, he he could be the best player in this draft. If the offense is clicking, it's very good. There's, there's players everywhere that can contribute. Two yeah, definitely. He was great, t- a young tight end, good running backs. Yeah, and even Dan- Danny Amendola still showing that he can yeah. be be an option, especially behind Golladay and Jones. I think, yeah, it's a really solid looking off offense there. Hmm. It's just, I say, it just comes down to whether Stafford stays fit, and if they do, then that that sort of starting lineup on offense is up there with most other teams. I would say yeah. it's just the depth behind it isn't incredible. Yeah, they only won three games last year. They've definitely improved on that, especially if Stafford's fit. If Stafford's yeah. fit, they they win. It seems a stretch with double-digit games for me. Yeah, I think so. I think um, they're definitely going to be in that area. Mm. But they're definitely going to be a threat to be a playoff team and going to be a threat to the Packers and the Vikings in the uh, division. But it, as I say, it just comes down to Stafford. And if he can be health, be that player. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Packers then. Um they haven't done a, a great deal either. There's lots of teams that haven't done a great deal this offseason. Uh, the team was pretty much the same. Uh, Rodgers is starting quarterback. Garen Jones, Dante Adams, Alan Lazard and MVS. Starting offense really with Jay Sternberger. I mean, is that an upgrade over Jimmy Graham? Possibly. Mm, who knows? <laughs> it wasn't great last year. They were 13-3 last year. No. They still managed to, even though I don't think they were that good, they, were, they won 13 games. Yeah, they're a weird team and... I mean, probably one of the worst off-seasons of any team mm. out there. They really did very little. They added Devin Funchess, but I think he's opted out anyway, hasn't he? Yeah, he's already opted out. Um, so, they basically added nothing um, to the <laughs> offense. They drafted Jordan Love, so they pissed off their star <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> they, yeah, there's... They drafted AJ Dillon as well, so a bit more, bit more pressure for Aaron Jones, who is... Yeah, the offense is always going to have a chance just having Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones is a pretty good running back himself. But there's... I, I say, no one really had a worse off-season than them, I don't think. No. Not they lost tons of players or anything, but they didn't really add anything. And I think the other teams around them have got a bit better. Yeah, they've still got a strong defense. Um, the guys yeah, they've got good year. players there. Yeah. They're, they're pretty strong with those guys as well, but... Yeah, I don't know. Why do I feel like Devontae Adams is underrated in the league? It's weird because I, I, I would say the same, but I think most people would probably have him in their top five. Yeah. But sort of, he would normally be behind them other players, but I'm not sure he should be. He I think he's such a good pop, player. Does he? No, he's sort of, yeah, it's weird that he goes under the radar on such a high-profile team as well. It's not like they're on, a, on the Bengals where they could be forgetting, forgotten about. But yeah, I do know what you're saying. <laughs> he's uncoverable at times. Yeah, he just kind of slips by. Um, the Vikings then they finished second last year, ten and six was their record. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, they're pretty much the same. They've lot, they've got rid of uh, Xavier Rhodes, which is a good thing because he was yeah. awful last yeah. year. And Trey Wayne's are all gone as well. Yeah, I mean the offense probably takes a step back, losing Diggs and sort of not 
I mean, they've replaced him with Justin Jefferson, but he was someone I was not really big on coming out. He had some good numbers, but I'm not sure they're going to translate. But It gives Thielen that he is the number one now, but yeah. he's also had a lot of injuries recently. Yeah, and it's tough. I think there's not a lot of depth on this team. Um, I think you've got two good running backs in Cook and Madison, but every other position is pretty thin, like... Mm. I mean, tight end's okay with Rudolph and Smith, but yeah, it's not like it's not standout, is it? Either of them, they're two sort of solid tight ends, but nothing great. And <sighs> their, where are they spending all their money? I don't understand. I mean, they just got. A lot, I think they got a lot of bad contracts on. Or not even bad. There's a lot of money invested in sort of oh, players older players on defense. Yeah, massive bag, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously paying Kirk Cousins quite a lot of money. And yeah, they're they're a weird team because. In a lot of ways, I think they're probably the best team in this division right now. Yeah. But I also don't really feel particularly strongly about them or anyone else on them. I think all these teams in this division are pretty much all right, but not great. Yeah. I don't think any of them sort of... A, a, it would surprise you if they went sort of 5 and 11, really. Even the the Packers and the Vikings have that sort of floor, I think. And mm. Yeah, I just... I think this division as a whole has taken a step back from what they were sort of a year ago, or maybe two years ago. I think they're... Because yeah. Yeah. at that time, they were probably one of the strongest divisions. I think all four teams were pretty good and could have been playoff teams. Where now, I feel like all four teams are potential playoff teams, but probably going to go out pretty early in those playoffs. Yeah, they look like the epitome of a paper tiger. They look very strong with their first starting lineup. But yeah, any of these guys drop out, and it's just... Yeah. I've never even heard of half the names of the backups. So, yeah, they've got a lot of my... In a lot of uh, starters, but yeah, it's a it's a weirdly constructed roster. But yeah, if Dalvin Cook's good as he was last year, and Thielen's fit, and Cousins is just Cousins originally, they they should be fine. Yeah, like I, I just have I think I have more faith in these than the other teams in the division, and mm. that's why they'd be my pick for the division. But it's not something I'd want to be uh, sort of putting too much into. No. Um, there we go then that is all the teams in all the divisions done NFC is done let's have a quick look at some of the uh, special bets on Skybet Joe Burrow to win the offensive rookie of the year is 11-4 to fancy some of that 11-4 seems massive for uh, the number one overall pick who's <laughs> going to a really good offence yeah that's that seems 11-4 seems huge to me yeah Mahomes is 9-2 to two to win the MVP that feels uh, pretty good because yeah. he's going to have the narrative around it, which really helps for MVP. Yes, I think uh, get six him... to one for Lamar and seven to one for Wilson. Yeah, I wouldn't fancy Lamar Jackson for back to back. I think no. it's going to take something special to win back to back for him. Not that I think he's going to have a bad season. I just think not many players can win back to back MVPs. It just doesn't really happen. Maybe he wins Offensive Player of the Year then if they give. Uh, yeah, that could definitely happen. Times. He's ten to one for Offensive Player of the Year, so that's not bad. Like looking through them, the sneaky ones for MVP, I quite like Baker Mayfield as a wow. That one just because I think with MVP you need the narrative around it. Like you need yeah. someone That's who's coming back from something. Yeah, like I think for him, when you look at the offense, he's got everything you need there. And I just think the narrative around it, if he did play well, he wouldn't necessarily have to play as well as someone else to win the MVP. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because sort of the expectation is so low. I think sometimes. It's sort of almost playing above expectation. Just because they're the Browns, it's like yeah, it can really help. And go deep. Like Stafford's another one for that sort of real sort of sleeper pick. Like if, if someone's going to sort of come out from deep and win it, I think them two are definitely players that can do. You, you've got to look at quarterback really at MVP. There's no point really looking at anyone else, is no. there? Who's the first one that's not a quarterback? It's Peterson, um, the last one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. I thought you meant the last one. Yeah, McCaffrey must be the first yeah, McCaffrey, one. Yeah, McCaffrey, Henry, and Barkley are all forty to one. I mean, McCaffrey could do it because, again, but if he did it's going to be similar year, to last year. Numbers, yeah, that, that's that's the the season that McCaffrey has to put up to beat out <laughs> like Mahomes or whoever it is. Yeah, he's going to have to put up like two thousand rushing and a foul it's gonna to have to be like a three thousand yard season, isn't it, between yeah. rushing and thing and probably set like a touchdown record or something like that. And even then I doubt he wins it. <laughs> yeah, because Mahomes gonna throw sixty touchdowns. Um regular season record, any team to go own uh, sixteen and 0 is eighteen to one. Oh, I don't mind it. No. I, I I do like that Ravens team, the Ravens but it's are just forty to one to go sixteen and 0. 
40 to 1. There's not. It's, it's one of them weird ones because it just doesn't happen. No. It feels like you're throwing money away, but I do like it. The Chiefs are 50 to 1. Uh, rookie request a bit. Chase Young to have nine plus sacks is three to four. Yeah, that should come in, shouldn't it? Yeah, it feels good. Uh, what did um, I think Josh Allen had ten and a half last year? I think Bosa was close to that, wasn't he? And yeah, I think uh, he could do that. Joe Burrow to break the rookie TD record is twenty-seven currently, so twenty-eight pass and touchdowns is eleven to four. It always surprised me how low that rookie passing touchdown number yeah, is, 27. especially. Like, you know, these days, people come in and play straight away, don't they? And hmm. yeah, it feels like it should be that little bit higher. But yeah, I feel like he could do that with that offense there. They're probably going to be chasing a few games. There's not much to lose. It's the sort of record that if it got near the end of the season, they could almost um, manufacture, manufacture it a bit. It. Yeah, definitely. I don't mind that. Actually, this is not bad. Josh Jacobs for the most rushing yards and Devontae Adams for the most receiving yards is two hundred to one. Yeah, they definitely they're definitely two players that are in the running. That's for sure. Yeah. Some interesting stuff. Anyway, that's with Skybet. We're not sponsored by Skybet. If anything, we're sponsored by Bet, um, Betfair. <laughs> They're not sponsored by Skybet. Uh, but yeah, there's some interesting interesting uh, bets there. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, but we'll get more into that. I'm sure we'll do a betting special, if not a betting podcast, all the way through the season. Yeah. I'm up for that now that I don't work nights. I'm actually yeah, free no. all the time. That's what's hard about the betting ones, because like, the lines come out so late in the week. If you do them early in the week, you can't really um, do much. Where You need to do them on like Friday nights, Saturdays. Sort of yeah. to really get any sort of half decent uh, picks in there. Yeah, there's no reason why we can't do a Saturday night betting special. No, no, no reason at all. Anyway, that is uh, that's our NC preview plus a few little special extra bets there for you. We shall be back uh, soon with. I think we need to do a round a news roundup, really, don't we? A lot. Of stuff yeah, we really this. need one. Yeah, there's so much stuff. <laughs> so look out for that uh, in the coming, uh, let's say days, maybe weeks, but it'll be it'll be soon. Um, Fancy leagues are up and running, and hopefully this is coming out on Friday, so we should be drafting Saturday. Is that when we're yeah. Um, I can't remember the date on them. The date's on first. If you go to first and then UK, all the information is on there. Yeah. I've, I've got, like, there's so many, I can't remember any of it, to be honest. <laughs> can't remember when any of it's happening. You're going to have about 50 drafts running concurrently, aren't you? You're going to yeah, be, I know. A busy so, man. Yeah, it's going to be mad. Your mobile's going to become a landline for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. That wall the whole time. <laughs> My iPhone is about a year old now, so it lasts about 10 <laughs> minutes uh, battery, right? So I'll just be plugged in at all time. <laughs> um, we've got loads more podcasts coming for you. All the team ones are coming back. We've got a new Dolphins podcast starting up soon as well. So thank you to those guys for getting together for that one. Uh, there's still uh, around half the league. I haven't got team-specific pods. So if you want to do a podcast on your team, and we don't currently do one, get in touch with us. Our um, DMs are open on Twitter, at first and 10 underscore. Um, if we don't get back to you, straight away we do get back to you eventually we're just uh, we're busy men we've both got jobs and stuff, yeah. other stuff going on so <laughs> just bear with us um, but yeah if you want to write for the site get in touch any of that sort of stuff if you want to talk about or write about NFL we have a place to go so get in touch with us like I say first and ten underscore on Twitter um, you can contact Dave at DJG23 on Twitter and myself Rospo1984 on Twitter I think that's it Dave yeah and that is that's uh, been a good couple of previews yeah I'm looking forward to the season now and it's coming around quicker yeah. than uh, I realise it's the we're already on the 5th of August <laughs> yeah like it's been weird because of all, all the shit that's gone on everywhere yeah. it felt like ages away now all of a sudden it's oh it's only like a month away basically isn't it I think yeah. I think the first game's like oh, well by, by the time this comes out yeah it's uh yeah it's going to be a month wow which is Mad, really. Need to yeah. start uh, getting going on some of this stuff. Yeah, we need to set some podcast schedules up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll, you'll be hearing loads more from us um, throughout the season and in the preseason, and all from the team-specific pods. So get in contact with those. Leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Um, they really help uh, get us kind of more visibility and anywhere else that podcasts are available. Um, just leave us some reviews. If you want to contact us directly, go to our Anchor page. Just search first and turn on Anchor, and you can send in a voicemail, which we'll play on the show. Because I'm a sh- well, I think we'll definitely be bringing back the community segment for on pods next year, Dave. Yeah, I think uh, last year it sort of slipped by a little bit just because of how we recorded our podcast last year. But it was always it's always been my favourite things when we do like the questions and like mailbag yeah. type bits. They are fun. Maybe we could do yeah. a specific mailbag show once a week. Yeah, no. Like I say, I've got every night free now, so <laughs> loads That's more a lot easier. <laughs> uh, but until we're back, uh, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Dave. Bye. And we'll see you soon. Bye.